getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like you. Welcome to Getting to Know Woo. I'm Natasha Levenger, a professional intuitive reader, energy healer, and inner child healing expert. After being raised with extreme narcissism, I found talk therapy was helpful, but it wasn't until I found energy and inner child healing that I was able to break free of family patterns that cut me off from knowing and loving my true self. I'm passionate about dispelling the rhetoric that these kinds of tools are impractical and ineffective. And in this podcast, I will be sharing how actually beneficial and transformative they are. My husband and producer, Brett, will be joining me in conversation, and we will be welcoming experts along the way. I'm excited to have you here. What's up, woozers? Hey, woozers. Anyway, today we have a wonderful guest on our show, so we're probably yeah. just going to get right to it. Let's just get right to it. Let's just cut right to um, it. However, before I cut right to it, um, I just want to say a couple of, I guess, housekeeping things, which is, I hope my Substack is going to happen soon. It is. It still hasn't, but it's going to. But in the meantime, I'm getting much more regular with my newsletters. Mm-hmm. Um which will give you a taste of what you get when you're on. When you, if you do sign up for Substack, um, you'll still get the two regular ones, but I'm adding two others. Um, and so, like, um, as a paid option, as a paid option, yes, like a note from my guides and every week, and an Ask Natasha segment in the energy report. I'm not sure which is when, when's, when what's going to happen. Yeah. But, um, and there will be other things. I'm sure I'll add some goodies in there. Yeah, and it'll all be clear on the Substack once you we sure have it will. up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sign up for my newsletter at highestlighthealing.com and I'm sending one out. Well, today's Tuesday, I guess. Maybe, probably. Uh, Could be Wednesday. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know when this is going up, but it's going. It already went out this week. Yeah. But. <laughs> If you You're sign up, this. you get free meditation, so that's fun. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's happening. You can also find me on the Tiki Talkies and Instagram if you want some. Um. I I really. What's love your handle those. in those? Places? Oh, those are just Natasha Levenger. Oh. Yeah. Um. But I do. I've. I. I love making Tiki Talkies. <laughs> I do. And you know what's great about it? I will say, not about my actual TikToks, but about my feeling about it, is I used to have a lot of um, just, I had more insecurity or angst about like, oh, if this one doesn't do well. And I, right. But I have been doing a lot of inner child work or where I, I've talked about this before, where I realized I was merged with a part. And since then, and I've given her a lot of love and I feel a lot better. I honestly don't care. And, and I really enjoy my own. <laughs> and so if I like it a lot, I just post it. I don't even, I don't care. But I obviously make them with the hope of being helpful. So right, but with the uh, without the added load of worrying about how yeah, it will be received. People, that's right. Yeah. 
Oh, and also, if you could review our show, that would be amazing. Tell a friend. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. But it really helps people find our show. Um, actually, both those ways when people tell their friends and also when they review it on Apple Podcasts, yeah. and especially. You can, mm-hmm, but you can also just rate it on Spotify. That would mm-hmm. be great. Yep. Um, we really appreciate the support. Okay, so today we loved our talk with Verena. We think you will too. We're talking about the eclipse season. It's coming up hot and strong. (laughs) And oh God, uh, no, I'm just kidding. It'll be good. Whatever needs to be cleared out will only make your life happier, more fulfilled. Okay, so Verena Burrell lives and works as an evolutionary astrologer and channel in Villach, Austria. Her calling is to support others to live more consciously, to rewild their soul, and to follow their true nature. Verena also offers astrology courses for space holders, healing practitioners, and spiritual entrepreneurs who want to expand and deepen their toolbox with astrology. And she is giving our listeners a 50 euro discount. I'm not sure if that is all right you know we're so excited um, with the code natasha 50 but yeah, that will all be in the show so she also has a free venus to be guide and to be invited a so yeah what a great honor and astrology how, and cool, how wonderful to be guests on a podcast that i listen to myself so, so here is our interview yeah <laughs> so nice. nice thank you yeah so i wanted to talk to you because these eclipses are coming up and um i thought it would be a great um subject because i know i'm always very affected when it's eclipse season and and i'd love for you to just talk to our listeners about First, just what is, what is, what does it mean on an astrological level as us human beings feeling this energy that's going on up there? Yeah, totally. I would love to do that, Natasha. And first of all, from my approach, how I approach transits such as the eclipses, it's less about that the planets are causing something here down on Earth. For me, it's more like, we are all connected in an evolutionary dance, the planets, the earth, we are all connected. And it's less about cause and effect and more about a multifaceted um, energetic net that we are in. So Mm. from my point of view, the planets in the sky that we can see um, are more indicating and reflecting energies that are in the field. So that is for me the power of astrology that I can see in the cosmos what I feel on a subconscious level and therefore I can be bring more clarity into my own perception and I gain more clarity about maybe more yeah destructive and constructive ways how to interact with these energies. So the eclipses yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. interesting. And I, I think it's very empowering because um, often when we think, okay, the planets are doing something and I have no choice, this is now what happens. And I really, from my experience, it's really about um, astrology is one way to become aware of energies that are in the field, such as the tarot, such as if you are very intuitive, you feel the topics. 
um, such as other divination tools. And yeah. um, it, I wonder, it, yeah, it's more indication of, of energies. Yeah, I wonder, Brett, because I know sometimes you don't, or like astrology is kind of a, a question mark for you. Let's put it that way. Does yeah. this, does this way of looking at it, I yes I mean it's really wild reading that you said that because one of the things that I struggle with about fully getting on board with astrology is this idea of cause and effect and so like it makes a lot more sense to me the idea that there are influences rather than causes and in the same way that like if I don't have any consciousness for myself that a person in a room behaving a certain way or having a certain energy would affect me, I will feel like they are causing it or feel like it's coming out of nowhere. But if I'm aware of it, then I can have some agency over how I deal with that energy. And that approach to astrology is really, um, I that feels like a really uh, good way to think of it. Yeah, I, I think that. that. Sorry. There's a no, pie. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that I love that uh, because Brett, is um uh studied German speaks Ger is like German affiliated. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. German but I adjacent. love that you are German. You are German, right? You're Austrian and German. Both. Half You're both. Half. Yeah. That yeah. that a German person explained it in a way that you resonated <laughs> with. Not that you had to resonate with it, but I yeah. love that. That's how it happened. <laughs> and the fun thing is that I learn astrology just with um, uh, astrologers from the United States. So I'm oh. in the lineage of both green evolutionary astrology, who is, yeah, it's all in the United States. So that's, that's funny. really funny that it comes full, full circle in a way. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have to talk about this now, but one of the things that came up when we were talking about this interview coming up is if there are cultural differences that you've seen between countries uh, in how they relate to astrology specifically or other woo-woo ideas. Yeah, definitely. I guess that that would be a complete uh, interview on its own. And <laughs> oh. on its own. Um, yeah. But there are so many different branches in astrology and I like a more empowered approach to astrology and less a fatalistic approach. Mm -hmm. um, so my lineage, where which I studied or where I'm based in Jeffrey Wolf Green Evolutionary Astrology, is really all about looking at astrology through the lens of our soul and our soul's evolution. So mm -hmm. this is a way that there is so much about you are having the choice how you want to interact with certain circumstances and how yeah how you want to co-create in a way and um especially when we when we look at transits like the eclipses i think it's very important to not come into this um more victim state that you think okay now this is happening and i cannot do anything against it right i think there is a, a wide range of how we can interact with circumstances with energies that are in the field i mean Natasha, you are all about working with energies in a constructive way and in a healing way. And so I think it's especially with eclipses, um, and I can dive a little bit deeper into that in a second, 
Um, but I think it's really important that we um, never um, bypass our emotions, our fears, our feelings of powerlessness and so on. But we can expand our perspective on a soul level and see that maybe even though our animal body is freaking out, our ego is freaking out, um, this is maybe part of our evolutionary journey and when we can interact and co-create with it in a more conscious way, um, this might bring us to next steps on mm. our path and on our way. Oh, yeah. I love this. It yeah. feels very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe shall we dive a little bit into the energies of eclipses? I love and, that. Yeah. I don't want to get too nerdy and nitty gritty detail about <laughs> astronomical things because this is not my zone of genius. Mm-hmm. But I think <laughs> facts are um, good to know when we to understand these energies. So eclipses, lunar eclipse and solar eclipses can occur only when the full moon or the new moon is near to one of the lunar nodes. Hmm. And the lunar nodes are not really planetary bodies. These are just the two orbital nodes of the moon that is the two points at which the orbit of the moon intersects the ecliptic. Sorry, can you clarify what is the ecliptic? That's, I think, the part that I'm missing. Yeah, the ecliptic is the orbital plane of the Earth around the sun. Aha. Okay, so if the moon is orbiting in one plane, right, on one level, and the Earth is orbiting at a slightly different angle then where those two orbits intersect are the lunar nodes yes yeah okay yes okay and now when we have a moon or a full moon that are happening very close to these points it's actually that the sun the moon and the earth are in a way aligned Mm. that they are eclipsing each other so Mm. that we that the moon for a solar eclipse, the moon is between the earth and the sun. Mm-hmm. Or in a lunar eclipse, the earth, the sun and the moon are in a way aligned that the shadow of the earth um, eclipses the moon. So right. it's really all about a certain alignment. And it's important to understand that this is all happening in... Yeah, in in relationship to the lunar nodes, because what the lunar nodes are representing is very, very important to understand the energy of the eclipses. So the nodes of the moon indicate and reflect energies and themes that are important for our individual and collective evolution at a given time. Mm. And And so like, depending on what sign it's in, then it gets more specific. Yes. So, and when we look at the moon, so lunar nodes, nodes of the moon, and when we look at the moon, the moon represents our ego and our personality in this lifetime, our subconscious imprints that we gain as a baby, as a child, as an unborn baby, our emotional needs, how we define and experience safety and belonging, and the lunar nodes are now this evolutionary journey of our personality. Can I ask you a a personal question that 
only applies to me and a few people. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if the moon represents our subconscious and my moon happens to be in the eighth house, which I think has to deal with subconscious, doesn't it? The moon represents so much more than just. Yeah, I know. I know. That's really making it simplifying it. But I'm just curious in that one specific way, does that mean that it's like amplified for me because it's in that eighth house? I would say that with the moon in the eighth house, there are deep, deep, deep emotions and maybe imprints around eighth housey themes such as loss, betrayal, um, and a deep, yeah, the 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 ability to have really deep feelings mm, and okay. want to go deep. Okay, I th- I just wondered if it, sorry to sidetrack. I just heard you say that. Okay, no. Okay, um, I think I think it's so important to to recognize that this has all something to do with our evolutionary journey and our personality because the eclipses can feel like our whole ego identity our whole self-concept our whole life is falling apart and Mm. it's so much about the eclipses for me represent really times when our personality and our self-identity changes so that we can grow and evolve Mm. yeah but that feels super uncomfortable yeah yeah our human self and it's really a time Many people say, and I agree with that, that eclipses are catalysts for transformation. Yeah. We often have these sudden changes. Chapters are closing. Portals are opening. We have the feeling that time is completely relative. Mm. I think time is so fast or super slow during eclipse times. It's like mm. being quiet and... It's all, we often have feelings around being out of control and um, things are happening in a very quick way, especially, I will talk about that in a second, with Aries and Libra, which are both young energies mm. and fire, and air, so it's quick. Yeah. It's, it's so, so you're saying it's like, are, are you maybe saying that this is, the eclipses are, Tell me if I'm wrong. Elevating this like evolutionary journey. So it's like if we can look at it more, but we're like caught in the ego. So if maybe we can have like a bird's eye view, bigger picture, like ultimately this is helping our long term growth over this lifetime. And I think past lifetimes, future lifetimes, if we look at it that way, it can be more helpful than kind of help us zoom out yeah so i would say when we live eclipses in an unconscious way we have feelings of insecurity complete Mm. chaos dissolution disappointment sudden endings powerlessness and when we really understand that okay this is a time which for where change is happening yeah eclipses and indicate that these are phases yeah. in which we are invited to move on, to grow and evolve, so we can maybe more embrace eclipses as catalysts for transformation 
we can consciously letting go and release. We can surrender to invite new opportunities. And we can see that it's all about developing in a new level of trust in our own journey and our guidance. And what is really important for me to say is that um, I think I mentioned it already that it is so important that we don't bypass yeah. our experiences, our emotions. So yeah, especially when the lunar nodes have been, now they changed the summer, but when they have been in Taurus and Scorpio, it was so much about dying and being rebirthed. And it was for me personally, it was pretty hard. And I know many of my clients really, it, it was not easy. Yeah. And when was I that? That was, I mean, it started in January 2022 and oh. ended in the summer. Yeah. This summer? Yeah, okay. this summer. Wow. And That's interesting. I think I think that um it's important that we hold space for our human self. Yeah. For our for our animal body, because especially when we are have a trauma traumatized system, and I think every one of us experienced in this lifetime or past lifetimes a certain degree of trauma. And when we have a traumatized system, everything which means change is super scary because our system wants us to hold us safe. Yeah. And it's so important that we really, during Eclipse time, for everyone who's listening to that and who is maybe experiencing yeah, hard times, please be gentle with yourself. Please yeah, look for people, partitioners, nature to co-regulate with you. Don't bypass your feelings. Get a cat, maybe. Yourself. I don't know. Or two. Yeah, buy get an not buy adopt an animal. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I love to co-regulate with nature and with animals. Yeah, me too. Um, but the knowledge or the awareness and the consciousness that this is now a phase of around six weeks, which can bring changes, but which can bring big openings, helps us, especially our conscious self and our maybe how you want to phrase this higher or deeper self. I like the phrase soul self mm. when our soul knows, okay, it's part of my journey. And I try to surrender and I try to work with my system so that it's maybe easier to trust. Um, it's a great way to really deepen the connection to your spirit guides too. If you have mm. connection to spirit guides, um, to really say, okay, we are sitting in the dark. I don't know. So we have eclipses. It's dark. The sun is dark. The moon is dark. I'm sitting in the dark. Mm. I do not understand why this, why this is happening. But I take deep breaths. And I trust that the more I allow myself to release what is no longer authentic and true to me and be stay open to new opportunities that might arise, I think, yeah, this is the best way to consciously interact with these energies. Yeah. That can be super, super um, beautiful things. Beautiful things can happen. Yeah. Um, new worlds can open up for you during eclipses 
Yeah. Sometimes we have to let go old versions of ourselves, old concepts about our identity, who we think we should be, want to be, or are, and it's intense. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a lot. Um, but yeah, I love what you're saying as that precursor, because we all can be just so hard on ourselves and it's, it's just, you know, we're just these little human beings on this planet getting tossed around sometimes and it can be hard. It can feel that way anyway, but we can take our agency back. And I think one of the ways to do that is I would say even the most uh, powerful and important way is with compassion. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love your work and you, you are helping other, other human beings so much with um, oh. inner child healing and all these things, because all these inner child stuff can come up too. So yeah, all of fears and, 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 and insecurities and yeah, yeah. all yeah. of that can come. Yeah. And we can merge with those parts. And then like you were talking about the ego, we can think we are those parts. And so it's important to remember to zoom out because we are so interconnected. We are not just these little personal beings. And like we are connected to the rest of, to people, to community, to uh, the galaxies, to the planets. So yeah. I love, that's why, uh, one reason I love astrology is this, I do think it's a very Western perspective to look at healing as just this personal thing, even though I teach inner child healing, which is about as personal as you can get. But I, I do teach it in the context of energy and I try to emphasize relational healing too, um, but, and other healings. But I, I love what you were saying in the beginning, because it does emphasize how we are connected. We can't deny if we deny that we're not being influenced by nature, by the planets, then we can get into this self blame and, and, and also not um, access more resources like the support of, of these other beings. And yeah, yeah. So can you tell us specifically what's going on with Aries, Libra and the eclipses, like where we might be feeling it, especially? Yeah, I would love to. And one last sentence to the beautiful things you just said about our interconnectedness. I always love to recognize we are on planet Earth. Yes. So. <laughs> The planets are nothing that are detached from life. Yeah. We are wow. part of this evolutionary dance. Yeah. So every one of us is, and life is neither against us, not for, or, nor for us. I think it's just, we are with it. We are part of this dance. Yeah. So, yeah. And when we find that, yeah, we, if we resist that, then it's just like with anything, when you resist an emotion, it makes it harder. It amplifies the feeling. It's like you're working against um, your growth and it yeah. makes it more yeah. painful. Yeah, totally. And I think especially when we now talk about Aries and Libra, it's so um, it's so interesting because Aries is all about our I am and ourself. Oh, right. And now, and now we have the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. And it's about embracing 
Aries in a conscious way and releasing more the shadow qualities of Libra and embracing the more constructive ways of Libra. And we have now, we will have on um, October 14th, we have the solar eclipse, which is a new moon close to the south node in Libra. So we the whole axis is activated, actually. So Libra is activated and Aries is activated. And with this specific eclipse, but with all eclipses that are coming in the next year too, it's really about these Aries and Libra dynamics. And when I go into Aries a little bit, I mean, I could hold, hold a whole lecture about Aries, but I just say what I think is important to say. Yeah. For me, it feels really like um, we are invited into a new level of authenticity and of self-leadership and of individuation. Really, it's about re-becoming really our true self when we let go of external expectations and unnatural internalized self-concept. Mm. Um, because I think just when we really allow ourselves to step into our authenticity, we can really bring to the world what we are originally here for. Yeah. And I think that is the overarching topic at the moment on a personal, but also on a collective level, to really come back to this um, innermost self that we are here for and allow ourselves to say, I am the I am, mm. and I'm allowed take up space mm. and I'm allowed here and I don't have to fulfill certain expectations or fit into certain boxes mm. or societal rules um, that I'm allowed to be here yeah it's really huge um, uh, Aries is a fire energy it's the first sign of the zodiac it's it's coming from Pisces from the cosmic womb, from mm. the all that is. But it comes into the world. And for me, it is really our spirit who commits to be in this life. Mm. The second sign is Taurus, and there we commit to be in a body. But oh, with yeah. Aries, this fire sign, it's really for me, it's our spirit who says, okay, I am. Mm. I'm here. <laughs> I, am, I am sourced by the divine light. Mm. I'm part of all that is, but the divine light wants to express itself in my very individuated Aries well, self. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that, and what I see in my own life and with my clients, there's so much about, okay, I allow myself to really do what I intuitively want to do. I allow myself to say what I need. I don't Laura, want to compromise. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to um, just fulfill the expectations of others. Yeah. I really allow myself to lead my life in a more self-sovereign way. That's and interesting because the Libra shadow is often that more codependency piece where it's like worrying about other people, taking care of other people. Yes, Natasha, here we go because now <laughs> we can the Libra. Because mm -hmm. now when we when we when we allow ourselves to live in a more authentic way and say no when it's a no and say yes when it's a yes. Yeah. 
it automatically leads to changes in our relationships. And here we are now at the solar eclipse in Libra, because I think that um, the, the beautiful part of Libra is that we learn um, to create relationships that are equal and balanced. We can see ourselves in the mirror of another being and can mm. grow and evolve together. Mm. And we learn to listen to others as we are listening to ourselves. So these are these beautiful, there are other facets of Libra that are beautiful, but the, the, the shadow side is that we try to, that we are so focused on our counterpart that we completely forget what we need. Yeah. Mm. And that we, that we start to, uh, especially when we learn that we are just loved and just safe, when we fulfill certain expectations, when we are doing certain things, um, it can be so conditioned inside of us that we always try to live in a way that others expect us to be. And often that is internalized so that nobody outside needs to say something. We are living these internalized concepts of how we think we should be in order to be loved. Yeah. 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 And which does often doesn't even match. I, I think this is what you were saying as well, I, but doesn't match the current conditions necessarily. Like even yeah. if you were trying to please someone in front of you now, based on old thoughts of how people need to be pleased, nobody ends up being, <laughs> being happy. Yeah. I always say, I always say to clients with strong Libra placements, I always say, do you think the other people want you to do this? <laughs> have you actually spoken about that or are these unspoken things that you suppose they want you to do mm. so maybe bring communication into relationships and this is one one of my recommendations maybe with this solar eclipse in libra i could imagine that um many of us experiences changes in our relationships at the moment mm. and when i mean relationships i don't mean it can be our partner, it can be friends, it can be family, it can be the relationship to our work, mm -hmm. it can be the relationship to um, clients. It's really all sorts and all kinds of relationships. And I think that here are coming up maybe certain topics that we have the feeling, okay, when I'm now my new Aries self, people don't understand me mm -hmm. or people maybe reject me mm -hmm. or I lose, I lose connection. I lose attachment. Mm -hmm. And I love with Aries Libra. I love um, Gabor Mate um, always says that um, the child chooses attachment over authenticity. Mm -hmm. And that is for me, attachment Libra authenticity Aries. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, the thing that keeps coming up for me when you're talking is just the importance of creating safety within for both of them. Because when you can't truly be your authentic self if you are don't if you don't have that safety in the body, in the spirit, you know, if your inner child doesn't feel safe, like there's a inner parent holding them 
or just letting them be who they are. And same and with have- relationship. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. when like letting go of a lot of times, if you have been a people pleaser, it's, you know, it is very scary to let go of that and feel like, oh, am I still going to be loved if I let go of this role? So finding that safety is so important. And this is from an astrological point of view. It's the cancer archetype mm. who builds squares, who builds squares to Aries and to Libra. So we need cancer, we need this inner sense of belonging, this inner sense of safety, this inner sense of nurturing, and the feeling of being whole. And we can learn to develop that with ourselves. But it's also part of the cancer archetype to really say what you need. Mm. Um, Relationships, Libra. And I think I'm totally with you, Natasha, and thank you so much for bringing that up because I think to deal with these Aries-Libra energies, really cultivating a sense of inner safety, of belonging, of even belonging to the earth. I just, today in the afternoon, um, I went horseback riding. And I always when I do horseback riding I really feel connected mm. and I feel like belonging yeah and that's beautiful yeah so and I think what is also so interesting with this specific solar eclipse in Libra is that mm, bear with me it's getting a little bit astrological so the ruling planet <laughs> the ruling planet of Libra is Venus and it's always important to look where is Venus when we have this Libra mm. um, things going on. Yeah. And Venus is in Virgo. And Virgo is all about being whole unto ourselves. Mm. So I think a big invitation with this solar eclipse and Libra or energies that yeah, these solar eclipse and Libra reflects is really about going into relationships from a place of I'm enough. I don't need the other person. I'm not dependent on the other person. I am, it's a priestess energy. It's really, you are in your own temple space and you, you are a self-sovereign being and you are in true service when you are yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So if those, and like you were talking about before, not bypassing what comes up. So maybe some of the lessons may be around, okay, what comes up when you are in relationship and you're feeling less than, or you're feeling like you can't bring your whole self. So then that can, this whole thing can maybe the whole eclipse season can maybe highlight oh, that's where I need some healing so that I can show up more fully and feel more secure with myself and others. Yeah, totally. And Virgo is about healing. Yeah, I, I, I have the feeling that when I when I detach a little bit from looking at chart and really tuning in with these energies, I have the feeling that it is really so much about allowing yourself to become more and more your true self, allowing yourself to more and more, um, yeah, maybe try new ways of relating, try new ways of living, try new mm. ways of loving, 
that feel more natural. And we are in this huge, um, on a personal and on a collective level, we are in a huge deconditioning process. Mm. So we are in a huge process of letting go of old systems, of old structures, mm. and really coming back what is true, what is authentic, what is natural, and bringing even a deeper level of authenticity in our relationships. Mm. And I think that this Libra eclipse is very much also about that we maybe learn that having conflicts because we are now acting differently mm. does not mean that there's always a rupture. Conflicts can lead to a deeper um, level of trust, of authenticity, of honesty. Yeah. And even the honesty to decide, okay, then maybe it's not fitting any longer. I mean, yeah. that is an honest decision too. Yeah. 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 It reminds me of what I was talking about from the energies last week, which was, in, which were encouraging us to take action and to do the thing. Mm -hmm. And so that feels very aligned with this. It's like, okay, to be yourself, maybe you've been repressing some things that that bring you joy or create that maybe you haven't been as creative or speaking up in relationship or whatever so it feels like very in line with that totally this initiation i mean card um libra and aries are cardinal archetypes mm. that means they are both about initiations mm. and i think what's important to say here is that and i i listened to your last podcast episode oh. natasha think about okay this, this is so aligned with the Aries energies uh, yeah <laughs> I really felt it and we had these powerful um full moon in Aries um two weeks ago so uh, um and and I think it's important to mention here too that um yes it's really about allow yeah going with this flow allowing yourself to try new paths and with Aries we learn that there are no mistakes mm. we learn when we try and it's part of the game to make it's all an experience so yeah 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 we're here in this body one time so may as well do it whatever it is yeah, do the, the thing yeah, yeah totally and on the other hand i think it's important to mention and natasha i know that you're all about that too um that when the list when you who listens to this is somebody who is very fiery and very fast and very quick i think it's also important to mention the shadow of aries to be too hastily to um. be too fast so i think and there is no right and wrong but when you as a listener know from yourself yeah. that you are sometimes a little bit too fiery and tend to burn yourself out it might be important to, yeah, to take some deep breaths and to really see, okay, what is really in alignment with my heart, with my capacity. Um, I can do all the things, but maybe not all at the same time. Yeah. So what are the next steps now? Yeah. And really take one step after another. Don't stop. Don't go ways because you think you must go them yeah. and go your way, but take your time, 
trust your own pace and yeah, really yeah. to your heart. I think that that's way. true also for the whole, well, just in general for building safety like with your emotions if you have like a lot of fast emotions coming up maybe anger or anxiety it's always good to take a breath and just build awareness and notice it and and then you'll know the right action yeah totally. but yeah that slowness is always good um I can't believe how fast this we're we're talking way longer than I told you we would <laughs> it just flew by. Yeah. And they kept I know, seriously. But um just so we sh unfortunately have to wrap up, but do you before you're teaching a class which I'm so excited for you to talk about, but is there anything else eclipse oriented that you feel you want to mention? I think we covered a lot. I okay. think it's really be gentle with yourself, yeah. be conscious and allow Maybe it's important to, even though it feels very scary, allow that change might happen within your own life, your personality, but also in your relationships. And yeah, trust that. That you can handle it, that you have that safety yeah. maybe. Yeah, that yeah. you can build that safety. You always can. Yeah. So please tell us, tell our listeners about your... Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm teaching a new course. So I teach astrology, especially my courses are especially for people who are not maybe does not want to work as astrologers, but are healing practitioners, spiritual entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches oh, who nice. want to learn astrology as an additional tool mm. to expand and to widen their toolbox and to support their clients on a deeper, more holistic level. And so my new Transits for Evolution course um, is really focusing on working with transits, such as eclipses, such as other planetary movements, mm -hmm. in a very conscious and empowering way. So it's really a very um, experimental course. So we will experience transits, how they manifest in our life. Mm -hmm. and um it's gonna be really fun so we will pick one transit per week and look at the archetypal energies and then experience mm. the transit and then mm. come back together talk about our experiences and so deepen our understanding i love that that's so great yeah it's a very it's a very experience it's a very experience based yeah based learning. yeah and it's a nine weeks course. And because we focus really on working with transits, it's definitely a course where you need some astrology basic knowledge. Okay. So it's intermediate mm -hmm. um, because I, I will not have the time to teach someone to read a chart or to yeah. a chart. So it's really for everyone who has... You don't have to be a professional astrologer or something like that, but yeah. you need a, a basic knowledge about planets, houses, signs. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. And it's, it's a nine weeks course. It starts on October 19. Okay. And the early bird is ending on October 12. 
And because I would recommend everyone to sign up before the early bird ends, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, your community gets um, 50 euro discount with the code Natasha50. Okay, great. We'll put that in the notes too. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if here's someone who says um, this course sounds delicious, but is not for me. And who wants to, um, yeah, maybe get a little bit of my work for free. I have also a free gift. It's I'm I'm working. I'm doing very much with Venus, oh. and I have a free Venus guide that everyone can download. And it's a beautiful guide about the archetypal energies of Venus, um, the planet Venus, and. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. How do they get that? What's your website? So my website is um, www.verinaborel.com. Okay. And there you find all of my offerings, my one-on-one -on -one sessions. So I give astrology readings. I give Akashic Records readings. I have different classes. So at, at the moment, the Transits for Evolution course is, uh, yeah, the most important but i also have other teachings in german and english language and i have a beautiful venus workshop too in the english workshop uh, in english language and you get the my free venus guide i uh, sent you the link the direct link yeah that you can make in the show notes but you can find it also on my website under free resources oh, yeah. okay great, great. We'll link well, thank, all that up. Yes, we will. Thank you so much. Yeah, it thank was you. So great. I love talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you. Okay, we hope you enjoyed it. We it sure was did. so great. Um, so this week, rather than do an energy report, because honestly, it's a lot of what Verena talked about. Mm -hmm. I'm there is I'm really feeling into a lot of that lack of or releasing enmeshment with people and or anywhere in your life. Maybe this could actually even look like unmerging with an inner child part mm. that is, um, I was going to say creating havoc, but it doesn't have to be that. <laughs> we love these parts, but sometimes yeah. they can, they can make things more difficult. Um, in your job or something like that, that mm -hmm. can come up. That's really what I'm feeling into, which she talked a lot about. So I won't go into that. Um, but I'm going to pick a card for us. Yeah. Oh, the other part of it is um, just holding the both and, I would say, actually. I don't remember if she said that. I don't remember either. Yeah, but it, that is something else that's coming up is just is this feeling of being able to be in that kind of messy middle or in between place where it's like you're feeling maybe some distance from this part of you or some awareness that this relationship is codependent and not what you want. And then also 
feeling your strength, feeling your true self, feeling aligned. Yeah. So it's kind of just being in that place and having compassion for yourself. And I would say emphasizing more of, if you, not in a spiritual bypassy way, but just connect when you can, being conscious about connecting to, for instance, the relationships that are serving you and mm. really receiving that or um, how you feel your true self, like allowing that to um sink in more receive that more yeah. um be be more in your bigger self I when i say that. bigger i mean like adult self versus child self ah okay or higher self soul self is that what she called it yeah soul Verena self. called it soul yeah, self yeah i like that i do too cuz it's true it's like i agree with that i mean in a way it's like a higher vibration i guess but yeah i'm not trying to be spiritually bypassy i love our all of the inner child parts Okay, so I'm going to pick a card once again from my friend and former co-host, Tess Whitehurst's deck, The Queen Mob, M-A-B. And I still haven't asked her how to pronounce yeah. that. <laughs> I forgot to look it up, too. Um, but I really love this deck. Okay, I picked Love Lend Me Wings. Hmm. Okay, Let Love Carry You. I love this already. <laughs> and, and this is kind of what I meant when I said feeling into what you can't, what, what is working for you, your, your soul self, like leaning into the love that you have, the spirit that is, you know, affirming you. Love indeed has lent you wings. Those wings can carry you swiftly to new worlds and dizzying heights. So why do you feel uneasy? Because in your heart of hearts, you know that flying too high can be dangerous. Your wings are delicate and the desired outcome of your daring errands cannot be guaranteed. And yet, of course, you must fly. What is this love that has lent you such wings? Who or what do you love so passionately that it both electrifies and haunts you? It could be a child, a sweetheart, a discipline, or craft, a glorious vision of your future you know you must find a way to actualize. Whatever it is, you have cause to celebrate. Experiencing love like this will allow you to one day look back on your life and know that you have lived. So embrace this love. Let it carry you upward and onward, perhaps to your desired destination, or perhaps to another one that has not been foretold or foreseen take action on the dream tell your sweetheart how you feel break your heart wide open with love for your child every day Hmm. if you're unsure what step to take or you don't believe you could even begin to move forward toward your desire no problem you must shift your reality in a way that opens portals of possibility the heart is the great alchemizer breathe into your heart follow its guidance and allow your world to transform Spread your wings, open your heart, and fly. Mm. And I feel like for this, when we're talking about that it could be that um, there's some codependency going on, it doesn't mean go be with the codependent person. Right. It means more um, double down on your self-love. Right. Love that part of you that recognizes the codependency, even if you're not ready to do anything about it yeah or love and love the inner child that needs that love you know that feels like hurt by the relationship or not being seen give yourself that love and also lean into the love like but also i like that it's again the take action yeah that i was talking about last week and then 
she was talking about that too. Yeah. So it's like more of that also. Right. Do the thing. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Bye.